This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. The all-girls Lord of the Flies. A Tinder dating terms quiz. Lego thief, Lego thief. Recreating an infamous high five. And Rick's brush with local sportscaster Mark Giangreco. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfit. It's Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Well, welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. Dave, you, are you there? Rick, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> so we Rick. did miss last week. Yes, uh, we did. Dave had a very uh, busy schedule last week. Could not find an hour of time to well, uh, commit to uh to our good friends here that uh listen to the program uh, i had lots of i had lots of hours to commit but none of them would have been quiet hours because the children were um still their last week of school and rick today yeah. the sun's a little brighter <laughs> yeah the air is doodahs in the air right the air is a little crisper. The grass is a little greener. The kids went back to school today, buddy. So I can spend the next three hours here if you want to talk. Whatever you want to do. I still say that in the future that the fact that it's going to be loud in your house is not a reason to not do it. I mean, that's a bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. What's so, I, they, seriously, they're 11 years old. What is the worst that could possibly happen? They... But but it's just so annoying for me, you know. Well, um, your annoyance is our happiness. All right, you know what? Next summer, next summer, I will. We'll do it. We'll just have them on the air. How does that sound? <laughs> no, not that. They'll, they'll just I've do the talked, show. I've talked to them on the phone before. <laughs> They're really mean to me. <laughs> Who are you? What do you want? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, they are adorable though, and that's that's why God made them adorable. I think because um, I've had enough those eleven weeks or whatever they were gone. Yeah. And granted, they were gone for overnight camp quite a bit, and um, they had drama camp. But these last like three weeks when they didn't have anything to do yeah. sucked. Hey, I remember been those there. days well. I remember it well. There. But I I channeled that into humor and comedy and that's what father knows nothing was it was uh it was taking those worst moments and making them into something that other people will feel better about themselves and you could have provided that service to our listeners this whole summer that you could you they could have got you know what this summer is rough on me uh, things are not going well but it could be worse it could be dave summer Right. You know what? My my family angst is not a is not freakish for your amusement. Okay? Well, that's where you're wrong. That's, you're thinking about this all wrong. All right. I, 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 hey, they have a ton of days off. Believe me. Okay. I mean, it's like every three weeks there's another day off. You know, uh, fine. When when we celebrate Martin Luther King Day or whatever. Sure. We'll come. We'll come. Okay. We, we that's can, all. That's all I'm asking. It's it's okay. it's a small ask. Um, okay. The other, the other well, thing is this week we're going to be spending a lot of time together, Dave and I. So um, we decided to do this uh, podcast early in the week. So while we're still speaking to each other and having a having a nice time, right, right. Tell the listening audience what we're going to be doing. There's a lots of stuff going on with Eckhart's Press. Well, on Friday, uh, we're going to Indiana, Michigan City, Indiana, where John Landecker is 
one of our authors. I'm the co-author of his book, Records Truly is My Middle Name, and he will be receiving the Sagamore of the Wabash, which is apparently the highest honor given out by the state of Indiana. And the governor uh, personally gives out this award, and they've asked me to come and say a few words about John at this event. And I'm looking forward to it. That's uh, on Friday in Michigan City, Indiana. And then on Saturday, Dave and I are going to the prom together. Yeah. Yeah, I expect a corsage. <laughs> corsage. I've never been to the prom. so You never went when you were in high school? No, I know that sounds surprising. But, yeah, uh, yeah I was – yeah, no, I, I was not a player in high school at all. So, no, I didn't go to prom. Did you? Yeah, I went. I went twice. I went. Uh, I went junior year in Heidelberg High School uh, at uh, the castle. We had uh, our prom at the castle in Heidelberg, and I, I dated a. Uh, did I did I ever tell you this story? I dated a uh, a gymnast. Uh, she was a very nice uh-huh. girl, but I never I never dated her before that. I just asked her out for the prom because. I had been rejected by her best friend who was like this really uh, good-looking girl that I kind of stalked for a while, and, and she said no. <laughs> so, you know, we, we went as friends, and, it, you know, it was okay. It was in the castle. It was nice. She yeah, was okay. nice. You know, I, you know, she had no... She was kind of doing it as a favor to me, you know, and she wanted to go to the prom, too. And then senior year, I went with a girl that I worked with at Brown's Chicken. (laughs) She was the fryer. (laughs) You were the breader. I double date. No, no. She was she was way. I was the assistant breader. (laughs) I I only dreamt of one day being the breader. That was so far out of my league. But we found out afterwards, uh, I double dated with a buddy of mine who also worked at Brown's, and we went with these two girls. We found out afterwards that they were pissed at us because each of them wanted to go out with the other one, and we had each asked the wrong one. And so they were mad at us all night long. We couldn't figure out why. You could have just swapped. Now, let me ask you a question. When you were assistant breader, did you do things to sabotage the breader so you could, like, become the breader? I mean, was there any kind of... No, I I knew that I could never handle that kind of responsibility. (laughs) Who was the brother? Do you remember the guy's name? Yeah, his name was Jim. Uh, He was a Korean guy. Uh, Didn't speak English very well. But he he was uh, just a a whiz on the the breading. So so you take the chicken and you roll it? Is that... What was the... Gosh, you just... (laughs) Wow. Yeah, and I want to know what the assistant brother does really more... (laughs) I mean, what, what my job was to pick the fat off the chicken. <laughs> and really? It really was. It was to pick the fat off the chicken and then uh, and then hand it to the breader. <laughs> Basically, that was my job. Not the fat, but the chicken. The chicken, yeah. Right. What yeah. did you do with the fat? Did it go in a van? We we would have fat? like chicken fat fights. You know, like when it was break time. You know, a tag. We play tag with chicken fat for real. <laughs> How long yeah. did the Brown's chicken gig last? It lasted about a year. I think most really? of my senior year. Yeah. I, I did, do remember one moment where the, the, <laughs> the manager called me into her office and she said, Rick, you know, um, what kind of a restaurant is this? 
I said, I don't know, chicken place, you know, no, what's, what's it called? Like a, a fast food? Yeah. What's the first word? <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't real fast, were you? <laughs> no. no, apparently I was never going to make it past assistant breader. So it was best that I went to college after that. What was below the assistant breader? It was not, there was nothing below the assistant <laughs> breader. I mean, I would, I picked the fat off the chicken, get lower than that. <laughs> Okay. Hey, touche. You're right. I get it. Uh, well, we're sure certainly glad that you gave up the Browns chicken career so you can attain minutia men status. We should say why we're going to prom together, probably. Oh, it's not sure. just, uh, just for no reason. We're going to uh, – Mitch Michaels is uh, one of our authors, one of our faves. And he has got a book out now that uh, – uh, is going to be sold at this prom event that he does. He's a radio personality for the river in Naperville. And one of the things they do every year is this prom for adults, which is just an excuse really for couples to go out and enjoy right. themselves. And, and Mitch did get both of us free tickets. And he said to me, if your wife wants to go, she's got to pay. Yeah. Which I thought was yeah. great. He's on my so, list right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're not coming. Yeah, right. so the wives Either are not coming, so Dave and I are going as dates. Do you pick me up? Do we meet there? Uh, do you have to meet my – do we have to go to the cemetery so you can meet my mom? <laughs> See, I've already met your mom. <laughs> uh, the um, – you know, I don't know what goes on in an adult prom. I mean, I guess it's just like a regular prom but with just – lots of booze probably right i, mean, I would that, think so i think that was the one thing that sucked about the real prom was there was no booze um is there food at this thing are we getting fed i have no idea i don't i, I think by the time saturday rolls around we'll have a little more information uh, but if anybody I, wants to buy mitch's great book to win the cruise at cardspress.com e-c-k-h-a-r-t-z press dot com rick okay now do we have some minutia to share with the ladies and gentlemen uh we were talking about high school okay wait we were... wait audio oh. audio here goes give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value this is minutia men with rick and dave all right what do you got dave all right well we were just talking about your high school career when yep. you were brown's chicken uh, assistant breader yep um did you read lord of the flies when you were of in course. high course course that's a staple right yeah catcher in the ride lord lord or catcher in the rye lord of the flies um well there appears that uh, they're going to do a twist uh, hollywood has a has it's going to do a twist on the lord of the flies and they're going to remake it with just women what instead of little terrible boys. idea um uh the new lord of the flies film um will be that all the women or all the people stranded on the island will be female the adaptation of William Golding's 1954 novel has faced backlash <laughs> yeah. On, social, yeah, on social media as critics have accused it of missing the point. The, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's um, it's written and, and actually everybody else is still mad or a lot of people are mad because it's written by two guys. They're re. You know they're remaking it, so they're rewriting it with two guys that are going to have. <laughs> so it's going to be a romantic women. comedy. It's going to be porn, don't you think? I no, mean, that, that could be. Um, so a couple things that I thought of. Yeah, and I agree with you that this is a um, terrible idea. Now, some of the criticism that is uh, that is on social media and whatnot is that women wouldn't act the way boys do. They would have had a 
you know, a sensible society where no one was going to hurt each other and live happily ever after, which, of course, is Patui. Patui is, is just, it's uh, hooey. just not true. It's hooey. Hooey is what I was. Yeah, that is completely wrong. Or also because, Patui. OK, uh, so obviously that's not going to happen. Another thing, the original book was fifty nine thousand nine hundred words. You put all women in it, it's 375,000 words. <laughs> you looked up the word count. <laughs> yeah, 50,000, to Again, you've done some prep for us Fiducia. this week. Fiducia, exactly. Um, now, why stop at just all women with Lord of the Flies, right? Yeah, okay. What about all Canadians? An all-Canadian Lord of the Flies. Not They're bad. They're very polite. Right. No, you have the conch shell. No, no, no. You have the conch shell. You know, it'd be the Canadians would get along real well, right? <laughs> sure, of course. Um, what about all Star Trek fans? I don't really know what would happen, but let's say just have all Star Trek fans on the island. That you'd have yeah, the. I don't think that they'd get a lot of stuff done. Well, you'd have the Picard tribe, right? Yeah. And then okay. you'd have the the Kirk tribe, and they would fight. Right. Okay. All right. I see where you're. I see where you're going with that. Uh, the German tribe, maybe the all German. Okay. Now Lord you've gone the over the line. They'd be very punctual. <laughs> now They'd the Germans well- would have everything in order. <laughs> yeah. Right. But they would. They would have warring tribes too. Let's be honest. Well, that's true. That you know, my my explanation for that is in Chicago. At one time, there were seven German soccer clubs. And why is that? Because Germans can't get along with Germans. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to make my own club. <laughs> right. I'm taking my ball yeah. and make it our own yeah. club. Um, so there you have it. So Well, you know, listen, I, I'll, in all seriousness, the objection of doing an all-girls Lord of the Flies is the whole point of Lord of the Flies is to show the barbarism that is okay. like part of who we are as boys, you know, yes. that no, that is like more, uh, more who we are than civilization is. That's the point of it. And, it, and if you have it all girls, you kind of lose the point. It'd be like yeah. doing an all male sisterhood of the traveling pants. Uh, or yeah, or Heathers an all male Heathers. Thelma or and Louise. Girls. Yeah, Mean Girls with Mul- boys. Mulan. <laughs> you know, right. it doesn't make so, any sense. No. Um, All right. Anyway, yeah. So I'll get that off my mind. All right. So I have some uh, minutiae for you, and this is actually going to turn into a minutiae quiz. You ready? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Audio for that, too. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. So, you know, Dave and I, we've been married now, uh, not to oh, each yeah. other, but uh, each of us 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we're, it's safe to say we're not in the dating scene. We don't really know a lot about the dating scene, but we do have a couple of friends that are divorced and they tell us, they tell us stories and we've learned a little bit about Tinder through them that we didn't know the whole swiping left and mm-hmm. swiping right thing. And it's fascinating. You got to admit when we're in a group and they're, the, the divorce guys are talking, you and I are like, really? How does that work? <laughs> right, right. Right. Can I see your phone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really? fascinating, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. It's like a yeah. smorgasbord, right? Yeah, I mean, uh... exactly. It's like a, yeah, a smorgasbord. Perfect. Um, but apparently there's like a whole, uh, there's a whole 
lexicon of uh, of dating that I am completely unfamiliar with. There are terms that people use on Tinder that uh, that I've never heard of, and I know that you've never heard of, and I want to run a few of these by you, okay? Okay. And it'll conclude with a quiz, all right? Okay. Do you know what breadcrumbing is? Well, I think breadcrumbing, uh, bread, uh, breadcrumbing, uh, something to do with leaving a trail of some sort. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, you know, just kind of showing interest. You know, just to keep them in the uh, in the arena in case you don't you don't get a better offer. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like it's sure. a consistent stream of complimentary texts saying that uh, you know. Uh, I miss you or I want to see you, but never quite actually <laughs> seeing that person. Right? That's called breadcrumbing. It's also called high school. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but this, I mean, these are they're, they're, dating hasn't changed. It's just the terms have changed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, ghosting. You know what ghosting is? I think that's probably when. Hey, how you doing? Boy, I really had a good time, and then never hearing from somebody again, or something like that. Yeah, that's like pretty that. much or, exactly right. When someone ends yeah. a relationship by cutting off all communication <laughs> completely, that's called ghosting. You know what zombieing is? No idea. That's when you've ghosted, but then you return. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. You've I get it. Back from the dead. I like that. Yes. Okay. All, right. All right. That's that's zombieing. Now, here's my favorite one, and I've turned this one into the quiz. All right, this is called cuffing season. All right, and then you've got four choices for what cuffing season is, right? Uh, during the spring, when you are most likely to meet someone trying to shed the shackles of a bad relationship, that's A, right? Or is it B, during the summer? When you are most likely to meet up with a man or woman who enjoys being handcuffed during sex. Okay. <coughs> Cuffing season, right? C, during the fall, when you are most likely to go on fancy dates requiring a suit, tie, cufflinks. Cuffing oh, I season. Cufflinks, okay, right? I gotcha. Right. Or D, during the winter season when you're most likely to be a homebody so you're willing to be cuffed to someone for an extended period of time. One of those is real. Cuffing season. So it's handcuffs, which I don't think there's a season for that. So I'm going to say that it's not the handcuffs. Okay. Um, the cuffing with the tuxedos or the or the yeah. fancy dates, I don't think it's that one either. Okay. So it's uh, either uh, being shackled or trying to shed the shackles of a bad relationship or or willing to be shackled for an extended period. Well, I think it would be decuffing if you want to not be. Sh I would say it's the last one. Very good. D. That is correct. Yeah. During the winter season, when you're most likely to be a homebody, basically it means it's cold out. Yeah. I don't want to go out. Let's watch a movie on Netflix. Right. And Chill. that's good enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Once, once it gets nice out. I'll yeah, see you later. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, a, I'll be a ghost, and then. But right now, yeah. Even us zombies don't like the weather outside when it's frightful. So okay. Aren't All you right. happy well, we're not dating anymore? Yeah, yeah. I think I am. Um, yeah, I, I very much love my my beautiful wife and uh, my kids. Whereas I even complain about them, like over the summer. You know, we have a nurturing and loving. Okay, Rick. blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> right. 
More minutia, uh, sir. Um, Michigan. Do we don't have a Michigan? No, we should get one though, because Michigan has been turning up more and more in these stories. Uh, someone broke into his home, ignored the electronics, and stole seven thousand dollars worth of Legos. <laughs> Hell, my entire Lego collection was stolen. It may sound a little silly, Rick, but yeah. for Michigan, for a Michigan man, it's anything but. As a thief managed to take thousands of Lego pieces and only the Lego pieces from the home. He went past the TVs. The thief went past the computers, past all the fancy electronic stuff, cell phones, and stole $7,000 worth of Now, was this stuff already uh, put into a shape, or were they Uh, bins of... No, evidently what this guy did um, is he would categorize all the bricks in Tupperware, like oh, different wow. like tup- Tupperware. Um, and then his wife and him and his child would, you know, play, which is, I think, bullshit because no one is ever going to marry this guy. Right, right? exactly. Suspect uh, number one. Uh, right, right. So, but no, they had like this and they showed a picture of what it used to be and it was just these rows and rows and shelves of tupperwares tupperware of different like here are the yellow bricks here are the red bricks whatever which is exactly what we do at our home right <laughs> well i was gonna you know here's a list of uh, suspects every, every one of the kids in the in that kid's first grade class whoever yeah. came over there you know right. little billy mcgillicuddy where were you on saturday night between midnight and 5 a.m Right, exactly. Or the wife who's just like, I am so sick right. of these Legos. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I would check every Goodwill within 30 miles. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, and, and Lego theft actually is a thing, evidently. Really? Because, because you can't, I've done a lot of research on this. You can't trace the Legos. There's no serial code or anything on each of the bricks. Oh, so wow! It's once like you steal and you can distribute wire, them. yeah, exactly. Um, and in like 2012, a Florida master shoplifter—I don't know what you have to do to get the moniker of master shoplifter—Ignatius M. Pollard was charged with stealing and reselling leg- Legos. Authorities claim he made two million dollars in fencing stolen Legos, and then in 2015. A man in Sydney, Australia, nabbed $8,500 worth of Legos from a toy store. Um, and then in 2015, Portland, Oregon, somebody got charged uh, with selling or with uh, stealing $73,000 worth of Legos. Jeez, and reselling. I have no idea. I know. Uh, but they think that stealing Legos is the perfect crime because you there's no tracing of it. And you now, almost feel guilty calling the cops. Yeah. yeah so right. what what was stolen? Um, my my Legos. Okay. Yeah, right. All right, pal. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back to help you out with that. Um, couple of other things with Lego. As I was doing show prep, um, I went on YouTube to get a to to try to find a news clip of this. You know, so I can you know relay any other information. But what I did find on YouTube were people making videos. Like stop action videos with Legos. Oh, you ever yeah. see that? Oh my God! Yeah, uh, you could get you could get sucked into that hole for hours and for hours, hours and hours. There's and this is what I, I found some of my favorite: the JFK assassination in Lego. <laughs> yeah, was there's great. literally nothing you can't find it's <laughs> in Lego. <laughs> right. Beatles on the Ed Sullivan was fantastic. The moon landing. 
I've seen that uh, one. Okay, I haven't seen that. The um, the death of Osama bin Laden wow. is recreated in um, the. Oh, and this was just amazing. Some guy did the entire Jurassic Park move park movie in, and it was like an hour and you know forty three minutes in Lego. The entire Jeez. oh, I know. Um, I can the candy factory scene from I, I Love Lucy. Remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> they did that. But this is my favorite. Lennon's colonoscopy, not John Lennon, Vladimir Lennon's colonoscopy. I'm not kidding. Go on YouTube, YouTube, Lennon's colonoscopy Lego. And there's like a 43 second clip of what Lego of what Lennon's <laughs> colonoscopy would be in Lego. So Ladies and gentlemen, go. we promise you minutia when um, you tune got, into this program. <laughs> uh, I got another one. Um, okay. And this is 2016. Actually, the crime happened in 2012. This is Albany, New York. Albany, Albany man fired and unemployment benefits blocked after he played out twisted co-worker fantasies on YouTube with Lego figures. <laughs> so evidently, uh, this guy named Sean Roy would go home after work. He worked at a nursing home. He was in the food service department at a nursing home. He would go home and he would make like, like really twisted scenarios and sit with coworkers. You know, hey Bill, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. You know, and uh, and make these. Just- <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm gonna take a sword and kill you. Okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> and he and he, he would he would. He would he would make hundreds of these videos and post them on his Facebook page and he got fired and he tried to get unemployment saying that he was unjustly fired and the court said, yeah, no, you weren't. Yeah. You're not getting unemployment. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. All well, right. Well, go. thank you. Uh, you know, uh, do you know, you, do you want to know the, 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 the video that was like the straw that broke the back that, that someone had enough? Was it death he, by sloppy Joe's? <laughs> Oh, he did a Lego sex scene with a co-worker and Princess Leia and had Princess Leia uh, st- uh, figure dancing on a strip pole. <laughs> and I, it, they, it, it had been discontinued. I really wanted. I, you I looked for it. Like 12 hours trying to find this yeah. video. Uh, but evidently the co-worker that was depicted as trying to have sex with Princess Leia at, at the strip strip club yeah. had enough and called the authorities. So there you go. Uh, all right yeah i guess right. once uh, leia is brought in that's really going over the line well he probably only had a certain amount of you know lego pieces right yeah so it kind of narrowed his character development he's like okay i got the princess leia one i kind of you know well I he could have the- stolen it from anybody in the neighborhood <laughs> apparently it's a perfect crime yeah, so all right so there you go uh, minutia okay it's uh time for our cubs feature Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. Okay, now this one, uh, this story, uh, instead of uh, telling you a story about something that is on our Just One Bad Century website, I tell you a story that uh, is approaching an anniversary, and that is a, uh, a very dark day in October of 1984. Uh, this happened in Champaign, Illinois, when I was in college, and my my good friends Dave and Stu were watching the the playoff game with me, the Cubs against the San Diego Padres. And in that game, 
Uh, for those of you who uh, remember, in Game Four of the game of the five game series, at one point, Steve Garvey stepped up to bat, and my friend Stu said he's going to hit this one out, which would have won the game at that moment. He's pitching against Big Lee or hitting against Big Lee Smith, the Cubs closer, and all the Cubs needed was a few more outs, and they would have been in the World Series. Never going to happen. Would have been first time in my life. So Stu goes, he's going to hit this one out. And sure enough, on the next pitch, Steve Garvey connected, went over the wall, and stabbed every Cub fan in the heart. And at that moment, my good friends, I'm still lifelong friends, Stu Page and David Stern, came up to me and above my head high-fived each other because they were so happy that the Cubs had lost the game. Who's your buddies? Yeah. Who's your buddies? And my joke at the time was always that if I had a gun in the house, and I'm not even kidding, I would have gone and shot them both dead. That was a very bad moment. Maybe the worst thing that ever was done to me uh, by a friend in my life and this weekend I went to the Cubs game and I had a a chance to kind of recreate this moment the Cubs won 14 to 12 but I was there with my son Sean and And Sean were you with Steve Garvey no no it was you know it's good fun I you know over the time over time I've learned to forgive you Um, but Sean found Lee Smith and Fergie Jenkins they were signing autographs in the uh in the like bowels of Wrigley Field. And Sean has heard this story many times. And Sean convinced Lee Smith and Fergie Jenkins to recreate that moment by high-fiving over his head. And I now have a... And this is a real thing. I, I now have a picture of Sean being high-fived over... By Lee Smith, the guy who gave up that home run to Steve Garvey, and Fergie Jenkins. And if you look at the – you can go on my Facebook page and see this picture. If you look at the, the expression on Fergie's face, he thinks this is a hilarious moment. <laughs> and Sean did this without me knowing about it at all. I love that kid. I love that. The, the thing is I've seen the video, but and, and what's hard to tell is Sean versus the other two because they all look alike. All three of them. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Sean would be the very short white kid. <laughs> Just in, for those of you who to, can't figure out who is who. Yeah, yeah. It comes up to like the stomachs of both Lee Smith and Fergie Jenkins. Yeah, it really um, is an awesome picture, though, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. And, and so Sean tells this story, weaves a story. You weren't around when he no. was telling Fergie Jenkins. No. So can, it's it's great to just kind of imagine what he would do. Okay, so this is what happened back in nineteen, you know, well, we, my my buddy Dave or my uh, my dad and his buddies, whatever. He, oh yeah, we'll take a picture of that kid. Twenty bucks? Did he charge an extra twenty bucks? No, 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 no. There was no extra charge for that. That is a great story and yeah. uh, a very cool picture. All right. uh, Wow, and a man. very cool memory from college too. Agreed. Yeah, except for that last part. All right, it's time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. 
Okay, this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and uh, and pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I need to tell the story of my encounter with that celebrity. Um, local favorite, Mark Greco. Okay, now for for those of you who are not from the Chicago area, Mark Greco is a uh, a Chicago sportscaster. He's at the time of my story, he was on the NBC affiliate. He's now with the ABC affiliate. And Mark is a really funny guy. He's a very uh, a very skilled broadcaster. Let's put it to you that way. Oh, it's great. It's great. And one year, uh, he filled in for Stephen Gary when Stephen Gary went on vacation, when I was Stephen Gary's producer. And he did it while also uh, doing his live sportscast. You know, they do like the three-minute sportscast. And Mm -hmm. we were doing an afternoon show. And so we had to, you know, back time. Excuse me. We had to back time into all of these, uh, you know, the sportscast. So I think he did four or five during that show. So we would talk and take some calls and, you know, play some music and and go to the go to the phones. And and then he would say, all right, hang on. Three, two, one. Uh, Set of the Cubs today beat the blah, blah, blah. And he would and we would simulcast his sports cast. And then we come back. And he'd go back and and do the radio show. It was unbelievable. It really was. It was very impressive to see him do it. But this is where the story gets funny, and it's on my on my end. What'd you do? Yeah, this is this is Rick the moron. All right. In order to do a, a, a simulcast, of course, you cannot be in delay. Right. Okay. Sure. I guess. Okay. Sure. Right, so it's live, right? Yeah, okay. it's live. So I would have to take us out of delay for each of his sportscasts. Well, one sportscast, I forgot to take us out of delay um, right before we were going to go on. I remembered, but we were in the middle of a song. It was a Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah. And when you hit the delay button, uh, it when you're speaking, it just takes the like the moments of silence and compresses them this is how delay works so that uh that 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 suddenly you're back to real time but when you're playing a song there is no silence right because the song is continuously is playing it's music so instead of (laughs) instead of going immediately back to live time it jimmy hendrix went And I, and I thought I was being smooth. Like I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know that that would happen. And and while we're about to go on the air, the program director Greg Salk bursts into the studio. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> which is which is great because you want to like rattle the guy who just made the mistake, <laughs> scream at him, right? Well, that's kind of Greg's way. Uh, uh, well, yes. So so that was that was what happened with Mark Jane Greco. And eventually we got it all straightened out. But I learned something very valuable that day. And that is you can't hit the delay button when you're in the middle of a song. <laughs> um, didn't Gene Greco tell a story? And I don't know if you might, I must have heard it either from you or whatever. When he was in Italy and he got off the bus in Italy. And people recognized him. Well, he gets off the bus. You know, he's on or. He was like in a cafe or whatever, and a bus comes to the cafe, and everybody gets out. And a woman, and a bu- it was a bus from Chicago, 
And the woman comes out and she goes, oh, my God, everybody here in Italy looks like Martina Greco. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, he did tell me that story. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and, 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 he, and he just let it go. And he just watched this woman, this woman still to this day, unless she's a listener now, thinks that, well, everybody in Italy looks like Mark Greco. What are the odds? You know, Roy Leonard told me a story one time about going to Italy with a bus of people. And they got, they were in like, you know, Venice or something. And people were, and it couldn't have been Venice because you can't take a bus to Venice. It must have been, you know, Rome or something. And all the people started getting out of the uh, bus and... Yeah, the person that was there was Mel Brooks. Really? And Mel Brooks saw Roy Leonard and had met him a few times like, hey, Roy, how are you? And he said, all right, everybody, get back on the bus. <laughs> and he and Mel Brooks got on the bus and like entertained this crowd of WGN listeners just for like 30 minutes just doing shtick. Oh, my God. That would be just awesome. Wouldn't that be great? That would be. I, I once wrote a, uh, here's Minutia, I once wrote a bus with Shelley Long. Really? Yeah. It was a shared the Sheridan bus. No idea why she was taking the bus, but it's Shelley Long and people knew who she was and she was very friendly and she was just right next to me on the bus. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. and, and next week maybe we have some more bus stories for you. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out Eckhartspress.com, Chicago Author and if you'd like to reach us, you can also drop us a line at minutiamenpodcast at gmail dot com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We've been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Minutia Men. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Well, should we, should, I'll tell people how to share. What we would love for you to do is on your social media um, accounts, share our share our episodes go on linkedin go on facebook go on instagram whatever we would love for you to do that and i think rick and david we're gonna have a uh, sweepstakes coming up soon did i tell you about this no yeah, what we're gonna do is we're gonna give away stuff for people that are sharing our episodes what do you think about that anyone um, that shares our stuff will send something at least we'll try it once and if it's well, uh, if it's overwhelming no we're gonna do we're gonna have a drawing of everybody that shares okay okay all right so we'll um, have we'll have we'll explain the sweepstakes next week after we get the rules together yeah how about that